Hello and welcome back to another episode of Media Munchers. I'm Athian. And I'm Adrian. And today, oh my goodness, we got some headlines for you. Uh, we got <laughs> breaking news. Canceled comedian Louis C.K. to perform in Kiev despite Russian invasion. And we also have the Batman Keeps R rating equivalent in the UK. Two equally important discussions, I think. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, we also have... Um, we're also going to do the Multiverse of Madness trailer uh, review slash theory breakdown slash all of that good good graciousness. And then finally, we got some um, some Free Guy review. We're going to review the movie Free Guy. I even got my little blue Free Guy shirt on. Oh, nice. You peep yeah. that? Yeah, <laughs> it was totally accidental. I promise. I promise. <laughs> um, but before we get into all of that, we're starting a new segment called A Muncher Minute. It's a little quick tidbit, little thing thing. You, might, you may have known. You may not have known. I don't know. Let's find out, Big A. Did you know? Yeah. There is an underground city of sorts in Moldova, sandwiched between Romania and Ukraine. In it, you'll find the streets named of a certain grape, like Pinot or Cabernet Sauvignon, however you say that. It's called <laughs> Melitza Michi's Wine Cellar. It was an old limestone mine that retired in the late 1960s. Temperatures in the subterranean space, which stretch about 150 miles, stay consistently in the mid-50s Fahrenheit. Plus, constant humidity creates ideal conditions for aging to perfection. Roughly half the space, just half of it, holds 2 million bottles of wine. Whoa. Damn, that's a lot of wine. Um, it, it, <clears throat> this earned it recognition in the Guinness Book of World Records as the largest wine collection in the world by number of bottles. Visitors need their own vehicle for an hour tour guide. I'm um, sorry, for an hour tour with an expert guide into a tasting room some 200 feet underground. Did you see the picture on the, the dock? Yeah, yeah. Bro, this okay. thing, you drive a car in this, though. This underground city of wine. Wow. So those who love wine definitely got to pay a trip to the Mecca. There's a, there's a bunch of history for it. I know at one point uh, during when, like, the USSR was still around, mm -hmm. half of every wine bottle that went to the USSR came from here. It's also a distillery. Like, they make wine there as well. Oh, okay. Um, so uh, I thought it was crazy. I only heard about it because the family was talking about it and only because of all the Ukraine stuff. <laughs> and uh, I was like, that's crazy. Like, I hope it survives. <laughs> um, but I definitely would check it out someday to drive a car. Anyway, that's my mantra minute. Let's keep it to a minute. About <laughs> what about yeah. yours, Big A? Tell me about yours. Yeah, so mine is, uh, is uh, the release of Proud Family, the Proud Family reboot, uh, Louder and Prouder. There's a reboot? Yeah, there's the a reboot. Family? It came out the same day as Free Guy uh, did on Disney+. Plus. Is it also an animated show? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's an animation. They... they um, Redid they revamped the style, mm -hmm. like made uh, it more modern or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they okay. made it more modern. It, it's it's a different cast. Um, some of the same actors, I think. I hope so. But, I hope they but some a, a lot of uh, that'd be cool. A lot of uh, what do you call it? like musicians? Oh, are on the show now. Yeah, are on the show as a voice uh, actor or as like musical talent or both. I think both. There, there's some new characters that they're adding, but the a lot of the uh, same characters. I think they got new voices. I have such um, weird fever dreams of that show from back in the in the day. I loved it. I loved yeah. the show. I loved the family. I loved everything. Um, I remember like the NBA episode, like the All Stars episode. I right, remember right. Uh, the the movie, the movie the peanuts. with the peanut head. <laughs> yeah, bro, I didn't know if that was what that was about back in the day. I was like, this is interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but it was entertaining as hell. I loved it. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they released the the first two episodes um, Wednesday, and uh, I got I got around to seeing them. I, I I enjoyed them. You enjoyed them? They were, yeah. Okay, man. I, I, I might check that out. A little yeah. guilty pleasure viewing. That's a nice uh, trip down memory lane right there, actually. Mm -hmm. When you said it came out, um, you meant on Disney Plus the same time as Free Yeah, Game. yeah. I was like, this Disney was out Plus. a year and a half ago no, 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 and no, I haven't yeah. heard about it. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, that's awesome. 
So that's your Muncher Minute, huh? Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Um, well, with that, let's get right into the news. So it's just as crazy as it sounds. Canceled comedian Louis C.K. to perform in Kiev despite Russian invasion. So I was reading this article from, I believe it was the New York Post. And it says, Louis C.K. is cracking jokes in a war zone. The Louis C.K. show in Kiev has not been canceled, uh, tweeted a fan Wednesday. However, the online marketplace TicketHutton.com is still hawking passes to the show at a 30% discount. That's a pretty good deal, Big A. <laughs> so Daredevil's looking for a laugh can score a choice balcony seats for approximately $11.70. Here's the rub. Concert goers will reportedly have to forego their own phones. Uh, that's not too uncommon. Like, I think, um, who did that? He's on SNL. Uh, is it? Pete Davidson, he's on Pete that Davidson. some of his uh, shows too. I think they're yeah. real secretive nowadays. You don't want to mm -hmm. be spoiling the jokes for everyone. I understand that, but also <laughs> like, what if the place is getting bombed? You feel me? <laughs> um, so the venue security team will force audience members to put their phones on lock boxes so as not to leak any sensitive material. Um, and so in this article said, but what's a few hours apart from your iPhone when you're busting a gut in the middle of a city under siege? Uh, I was like, what the hell? Like, I understand brothers got to make money, but like, do you really have to go to a place that's getting invaded? Like. I don't know. I thought, that, I thought that was just an outrageous headline. And I thought we had to talk yeah, about it a crazy. little bit. <laughs> I know, granted, Kiev, or I don't want to say Kiev, but Kiev or whatever, the capital of Ukraine, mm -hmm. it is a ways away from like the most eastern front that's currently being like hit the hardest, I would say. Yeah. But it's still not like immune from it. Like they're, they're surrounded like pretty much on like almost all sides. Like this whole eastern front like is like a claw around them. Yeah. I'm like, <clears throat> that's a really interesting time to be having a, a comedy show <laughs> when everyone's fleeing the country. Yeah, it's um, <laughs> was a little sus. That's something. A little something else, you feel me? <laughs> uh, that's all I had to say about that article, Vigay. You want to take it to the next one? <laughs> yeah, sure. So um, the Batman coming out March 4th. Uh, so they, they read, they read PG-13 here in the U.S. Right. And as you know, PG-13 here, or rather rated R here, you can, you can still see it if you're under 18. You just have to be with a parent or a guardian. Sure, right? sure, sure. There's a similar rating pg or uh 15 rating as they call it mm -hmm. in the uk if you're under uh, 15 you can't see it uh, mm -hmm. even with a parent really and that's what that's what the the batman is rated in the uk currently i mean i don't know how strict it is over there but yeah. i don't think that's gonna stop many very people like you're saying it's well, equivalent to our nc 17 no 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 to rated r or no, it, no, no, it's a, it's rated r um level rating like in terms of 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 how they uh categorize it yeah but, like how mature it is or whatever but regardless um because it, it's rated 15 they're they're not allowed uh to see it if if you're under 15 that's insane yeah because to me that that's not equivalent to rated r like there is another rating that it's so right and, and c17 and it seems but, like that um, does it not in, in terms of yeah you you're in not terms of you can't see get in regardless but I understand the age rate yeah. is different, but if you're not allowing anyone under a certain age, doesn't matter what the age, that's pretty extreme, no? Well, yeah, yeah, and that, that's 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 what I'm getting at. Is yeah. that is that in the UK? In the UK, like they just, they just have that. that They're just rating. not gonna let they they, they don't have under. they don't have like uh like what we like, have like uh there there's a petition or or whatever they call it to change the rating. Uh, to ch to uh, have an additional 15A rating, oh. which would give that option to the parent as to whether or not they to uh, take their kid that begs the larger question though like i'm all for like if, if your <clears> parents <throat> cool with it and you're under a certain age and however the movie's rated in your country like i think that was a bit extreme like that's the way it is there seems a little barbaric like yeah if your 14 or 15 year old wants to go see it and you're accompanying them what's the big deal right like right, that's right. where i stand on that i think that's what <clears> most <throat> logical people do 
but like the fact that they have to go and petition like changes to like the rating system and like i guess their local law that's that's insane i don't even think that's gonna pass before it happens yeah like i think people are just gonna sneak in lie about the age also who are these tellers that are gonna like card you it's not like you're gonna well, see like a also flick, also right? the thing is um so that's in the uk in ireland or in a, a nearby mm. uh region they're they're able to go see it uh at their uh, at 50 weird like there, there's there's a rating over there that they're they're to allowed to see it. So if they just like drive there? like an hour or four hours. Or Who's gonna go through the trouble of that? There's a few. Right? There's a few. But like, I, I think quite a bit. You think it's gonna hurt the sales? enough enough to hurt the sales? And so? I think that that's a big problem for the local movie theater. I'm surprised more. Like I'm surprised there. the studio hasn't said anything about this. You don't think like they they, they get involved to, if it's gonna increase sales? Um, I don't think. Yeah, it's probably not up to them. Yeah, but you would think they would petition or lobby or whatever the equivalent is over there. But I guess not. So I don't know. Man, <laughs> listen. UK listeners, just go see it, man. Drive up wherever you gotta drive up, go see it. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That's so crazy. Um, let's take a quick break and then let's have watch the trailer. Okay, and we're back with our thoughts on Doctor Strange into the multiverse of madness. Um badass trailer. I'm glad we got to see so much. Um it looks like he's gonna meet the Illuminati, it looks like, or like yeah. the MCU's version of it. And mm -hmm. pretty obviously Patrick Stewart in the wheelchair, but which version, big guy? Right, well, which version? version? And know. you can say that about everyone too, because um, is Cas not Casilius? Um, is his name Mordo? Yeah, Baron Mordo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is 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 that even our version? Like, did he graduate to this, or do you think that's another universe's? I guess it could. It I think could, it, could it could be where he became like Sorcerer Supreme in his universe or something. Probably. Yeah, I think that's more like than that. likely what it's going to be. That energy signature, we're pretty sure it's a variant of Captain Marvel. I think is what the rumor mill is turning out. Yeah. Um, I think that's supposed to be Maria Rambo. I think so, but which version or again? The, is yeah. that the daughter? Uh, it's, I think so. Maria Rambo. Maria? Yeah, or yeah. Is it or is it Monica? Monica. No, Monica. It's Monica, right? Monica Rambo. Maria Hills, who we're thinking of, or something like that. No, I think Maria. Is Maria the daughter's name? The mother. <laughs> Regardless, it's a Rambo for sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and which, we're in, which one remains to be seen? But I think the bigger question we should be asking is, Oh my goodness! Like oh, I know when multiverses in the title is gonna be a lot of shenanigans. Is it gonna be so overbearing? Because I think I heard somewhere in an article that even Benedict Cumberbatch was like, I don't even know like how much love my story is gonna get in this one. Like you know <laughs> what I mean? Like him as a character yeah. specifically, because there's so many variants, so many evil mm -hmm. alternate version people. Yeah, it does seem like they're gonna tie up like even Wanda's story carrying over from, from Wandavision. From Wandavision. Yeah, I like how he talked about. Um, he's <clears> like, <throat> you know, what did Viz think of? of the multiverse and she's like oh you thought it was dangerous and he's like yeah he's right and, <laughs> yeah. uh i wonder how how bad it's gonna spill over are they gonna be able to contain things how many things are they gonna set up like mm -hmm. is it just gonna be one big like kind of how silver war was but on a galactic scale just like introducing people from everywhere right yeah do you think they're gonna fold in x-men neatly into this or um i think they might like hint at it like obviously if, if that is charles xavier mm -hmm. um that will probably probably i i think it, it will that will be the extent of it. Right. Um, but beyond that, I don't, I don't know. I think so much has happened uh, in the MCU as they, like, write and expand their universe from, like, even 2008's Iron Man. Yeah. But I feel like the leading, my leading theory is that at some, like, using this movie, they're, they're going to somehow either, like, with all that multiverse stuff, cross in X-Men and, like, throw them on Earth. Mm -hmm. And, like, instead of, like, they've always been here and they've just only now activated. But do you think they're going to bring back a previous X-Men franchise? Because I thought all that kind of just, like, burned away there, there's rumors that um uh, wolverine's in it yeah but which version but, yeah but which version definitely right? i don't think they so do it, Hugh jackman i think maybe maybe i don't know would they 
I, you can't keep beating that horse, though. You know. Yeah. Like, I feel but like it is done. Marvel. Like it, it is, it is separate from what they've done in, in, uh, in like X Men, Fox X Men, yeah, the yeah, Fox yeah. X Men. Yeah, I agree. Movies, but though. I feel like they should just take the opportunity to turn over a new leaf and like introduce new versions of them. No, yeah, I, I definitely would favor that. Yeah, yeah, it just there's they're they're way far past the Fox stuff. Like I think they've tried and they've done what they can do with that. They want to fold in a couple people. In their own unique way, like, what are you gonna think with? What do you think they're gonna do with Quicksilver? Like how we got in WandaVision, his actor is just that's it. Like, I think that might be it, right? I don't, just I don't know if they, the they would bring it back after not, not like pulling pulling the rug out of out of from uh, that joke. You mean? Yeah, from yeah. that joke. See, that's what I'm thinking. If they were to bring him back, and there was like a doppelganger of, of sorts in the same reality, it would be like he's from a different Earth, and he just happens to share the same face, and like. I mm-hmm. think they're gonna cherry pick who they may have may have liked from the previous franchise, yeah, and then give a whole new context to it. You know what I mean? But yeah, I don't yeah, similar to what they did with Spider Man, how like, they brought like J. Jonah Jameson. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then just gave it a new context. I think that's the freshest way to do it, and you don't mm-hmm. need everyone. You don't need everyone's. I don't. We don't need Jennifer Lawrence's. His what's her name? Um, uh, Mystique. Mystique. Yeah, yeah. I I think we've we've had enough of all of them. Like I think everyone. I don't. I we, I love you, Jackman. We don't need him as Wolverine anymore. It'd be cool to see. Yeah, it'd be cool to see a, in a, a different context. version yeah. of Wolverine. No, I said if he's gonna come back, yeah. give him a different context or oh, okay. give me a new Wolverine. Give me a younger, yeah. shorter, hairier. A little more more like the comics. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I want to see that. I don't want to see I, Hugh Jackman. I love you. But <laughs> you got other stuff to do, man. You got other stuff to do. That's pretty much it. I mean, I hope. I know there was an article that came out recently where like one of the Russo brothers was like, "It's too much." I'm like, "It doesn't have to be," mm. but I do like he was implying that all the multiverse stuff is gonna it's gonna open up too many cans of cans of worms for people, and okay. like it's gonna overwhelm a lot of people. And like I was like, "We did all right with Infinity War. I know it wasn't multiversal or anything, but like, I mean, Spider Man yeah. No Way Home did well. Well, I mean, it is Spider Man though. Yeah, it is Spider Man. He can almost. But I I feel like that was. Almost like the perfect conduit to explain what the multiverse is and like kind of how it works for the larger audience. I agree completely. I think that if without that, Russo might have had a point, but that was such a good yeah. entry to it, a softball like entrance. Yeah, exactly. I think a lot of people are gonna and everyone who's going to like pay, you know, get pre-order these tickets and go see it at the opening weekend. Like they're not dumb. They're pretty. They're pretty wise to everything that's going on. They're they're more yeah. than casual. I would say. Right. They're right. slightly more than casual audience members. It's all the family members that are getting dragged in. They're going to need that little explainer <laughs> here and there, you know, like yeah. older people or whoever, whoever's just not with it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that's pretty much all my thoughts on it. I, I'm excited. There's a, lot, there's a lot to be hyped about. So who knows how many cameos we're going to get. The word on the street is plenty. So I'm sure, yeah. yeah. <laughs> all these reshoots allegedly were for that. Um, we're going to take a very brief break, and then we'll be back with our free guy review. All right, and we're back with our free guy review. Uh, getting right into it, let's give a little background. So free guy. It stars Ryan Reynolds as Guy, just a bank teller who discovers he's actually a non-player character in a massively multiplayer online video game and becomes the hero of the story, trying to save his friends from deletion by the game's owner. Um, a bunch of people star in it. Um, my, one of my favorites is Taika Waititi as like the big evil overlord. Um, yeah. yeah. Like CEO. Uh, that was like my favorite. Antoine. Antoine. Dude, he plays that guy so well. We're going to get <laughs> yeah. into that. Um, but this movie was supposed to release under 20th Century Fox because we got all those uh, trailers and teasers with uh, Taika and Ryan being like, we've never worked together before. Right, right. Like, yeah, never. And it's like literally on the set of like Green Lantern or something. They made some joke about it. And, um, and then that happened in 2019 and then nothing. And then COVID, of course, came. 
and then just I forgot about the movie until like, they started remarketing everything. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah. And then by that time, the Fox and Disney merger was setting in, or like when Disney bought out 20th Century Fox and everything that mm-hmm. came with it. So it's still released even when we played it. Like it still had that little logo, but it's now under Disney. So I thought that was interesting. I don't know if they're gonna keep Fox around or they're just gonna boop boop. You're Disney now. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. That doesn't really matter. The point is, is this movie was written before, and we'll get into it later. Yeah. That happened, and so there were certain things the producers asked for, like all the spoilers, like all the um Captain America and Star Wars property IP stuff at the end. Right, right. So, like they asked permission for it, and it's like whatever, we own you. Yeah, it's fine. So, <laughs> so that that was neat. Um, but you want to get into it? Yeah. Um. Tell me so, about your initial thoughts, big man. Yeah. So I I kind of felt like going into it. It it felt a little awkward because it it felt like it was kind of writing on Ryan Reynolds a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially in like the very beginning, the opening mm-hmm. uh, with the voiceover, um, it felt very much like Deadpool. Yeah, I can um, see why you'd say that. However, as as it went on, uh, I felt like Ryan Reynolds cor- sort of became uh, a bit more like endearing. It, it also felt like he was relying on the audience to know that it was a video game mm-hmm. before even setting up the rules and that, like, how how this particular video game operates. Right, right, right. And uh, that that all c- kind of made it hard to initially get into. Oh, I see, I see. Okay, because yeah. did you you didn't have too much as a casual like you didn't have no like you yeah. didn't have any concept of how the movie was before you sat in it. Are you just so so like I, I saw the trailers and uh, I saw this movie like late. Yeah, yeah, of course, um, of course. This was on my my rewatch or my uh, Disney Plus, right? No, well, yeah, yeah. I saw it on Disney Plus, but this was on our our list. Oh, of things uh, we wish we had seen. Of things we That's wish right. we would have seen. That's why we're yeah. getting into it late, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all good. Yeah, so, so I saw this one late, and so I kind of forgot, like, what kind of video game it was. Oh, I see. And I see. so jumping into it. It was a little it, jarring. Yeah, it felt like, okay, well, what, what's going on here? Ah, I see. Yeah. I see. So for me, it was different for me, and I guess that has to do with expectations and marketing primarily. But I, I, I knew what it was from the jump, and I thought it did a great job of, like, just showing how over the top and crazy it was from this NPC's person's uh, perspective, mm-hmm. and I thought it was I thought it was great. So I wasn't as jarred as you were because I was like, I know what's going on here. I- I'm with it. I'm also a huge gamer, big A. Whereas you are less so, right? More casual. less so. I mean, I understand like what kind of game no, it was and everything. I know, but, but, like, but yeah, I'm yeah. like I'm, I'm in it. I'm hardcore. <laughs> I game every day, so like I'm with it. No, I hear you. Um, but speaking to that, I love how. It's inspired by many games, not just GTA, but I'm going to say right. GTA Online a lot because it's the closest thing to it mm-hmm. uh, with all like the missions and the killing, the explosions and the guns and the cars. Like that's just the closest thing to it straight up. Yeah. Um, so I like how that style of that game lends itself to the over the top CGI and the camera movements and all this ridiculous stuff. Like even uh, later when Guy is getting into a uh, he's running away from the, the moderators, if you would, like one of the co-creators and some other guy uh, in the pink bunny suit. Oh, uh, right. I like, yeah. like this building shooting around and they have God mode because they are administrators of the game and they can do whatever and build whatever, I'm assuming, and have like mm-hmm. power ups. I love how all that was just dramatic and like it was just way over the top and it worked because it is a game. You know what I mean? And right. like that just felt like a perfect medium for that. I think the overall conflict is nice. I enjoyed the former co creator, Millie, and I forgot the dude's name, but I'll, I'll, I'll bring it up later. I like how they try to prove that the AI, the AI code they made together, they wrote together, was stolen by Antoine and like rewritten, repackaged mm-hmm. into this game. Um, I I like the larger implications of AI life and what that means for us as a society. I thought that was an interesting topic to just casually like write into a movie, <laughs> <laughs> like about video games and all that. Yeah. And um, 
like after beings like this take on life like you know do we have the right to stop them what does it even mean to be alive are we a simulation you know what i mean there's like plenty of great questions asked um did you get that same vibe or was it just more yeah like yeah I, uh and that's that's the little point that i was i was trying to uh phrase was uh with ryan reynolds how how he became more endearing throughout the movie right uh and it was through those those uh existential experiences mm-hmm. um where where it it made him like just feel more like a like a character and not just a caricature yeah. of Ryan Reynolds. And that that's in my dislikes. We'll get into that later. Yeah. But like it does trade on that a lot and it works cuz he's an NPC but at the same mm-hmm. time we'll get into it, trust me. Um jumping towards the end, the cameo by Chris Evans, FYI. <laughs> oh yeah. That was That awesome. was great. That was and he and he said uh what the shit? What the shit? Yeah. Just like uh Deadpool in in his movie. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I I, th- I think that was uh like supposed to be like a riff. Oh, I didn't even. It. Yeah. It's been so long since I've seen Deadpool, <laughs> man. But that's that's another layer we like. No, but apparently that was suggested by Ryan Reynolds' wife, Blake Lively. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Uh, wow. So that's funny. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that was awesome. So he was shooting defending Jacob, and he was asked if he can come by for ten minutes, and he said yeah, and then that's why we got the cameo. That was so cool. Um, sheesh. Yeah. What did you think of all the cameos? I see you have a list here. Yeah. Um, Maddie. Car- Carter Opoli. Uh-huh. Um, he's from Stranger Things. He's that that uh is he one of the kids? No, no, he's the nerdy um the older the older guy who works at the video game. Oh, store. okay. Yeah, he's that dude. Um nice. I thought it was, it was funny seeing him play that that uh gamer oh, like w- with his mom was, in the background. I have some I have some thoughts about that, big <laughs> I don't think yeah. listen, that line hit me a little too much. That's my dislikes. I'm 22 and living on my ca- in my house, there is no God. Dude, yeah. Bro, I'm 23 and I'm living at home, all right? Like, yeah, same if he was 40, it'd be different. Shit, if he was 30, it'd be different. I was like, that was forced. I'm, I'm mad at whoever wrote that. <laughs> but, but I'm in school. Yeah, I thought that was great. Uh, Hugh Jackman, I don't know if you caught his, caught his voice. I did he was, uh, sound like his voice. Was he a voiceover or was he one of the bad guys? One of the baddies? He, he was the one giving the information to our main uh, Millie. Oh about the australian accent and all that yeah or he's like is that a voice yeah he brought it right in the beginning mm-hmm. oh that's why he sounded familiar that's great that's a great cameo um and then of course channing tatum he was awesome i loved his little thing earlier <clears throat> uh or later in the movie rather when he was like get, helping him out with the drive and all that right and he was the same guy obviously who was skydiving at the beginning and mm-hmm. introduced us to the whole movie i thought that was a perfect use of him um let's get back let's get back into more likes uh at the beginning it has to go off of your uh how he becomes more endearing but I like the naivete of blue guy, a blue shirt guy, and uh, what's even better is like for the first half of the movie, everyone assumes he's just a, another character who has that skin on of an NPC. Right. And so like no one takes him seriously when he says everything candidly. Like that really worked for me. Yeah, yeah. Those those are some of the best jokes. There were, yeah. <laughs> there were so many lines in here, and that goes off of another like that I like is that everything all the dialogue is really modern, and it feels like pretty natural. Like there wasn't too many lines I had issues with. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is great. Like it immersed me more in the real world and then more importantly the game because like there's even a joke he had later when he was uh uh with millie's character i, I forget her name but it's like molotov girl or something yeah and he's like uh he's like you want to hear a <clears> joke and then he just goes on like one of the most stereotypical gamer jokes he was like a homosexual and a disabled oh, right. person got into she's like no no <laughs> and i was like they got that part of the culture right that's good <laughs> that was a nice little touch uh also going back to cameos and, and appearances I like the integration of real, uh, real world celebrities and even like Alex Trebek to show what a cultural phenomenon like the blue shirt guy was becoming mm-hmm. in the movie. And I, I just gave more credibility to it for me. I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, 
I like how it's becoming such a hit in the real world. But that's also a dislike for me because one of th- another thing I wrote is that the weird social movement they had like for a brief second about not killing NPCs and being good in a video game didn't make sense to me, especially if like the general public didn't know that he was an AI at the time. Like they just assumed it was a character playing yeah. as an NPC trying to send a message or something like that. Right. So I was like, dude, people don't pol- don't behave on that. They don't behave like that in GTA 5 online right now. And like why would they? Like it's it's all fake. And even when you do kill other real people in the game, they mm-hmm. just respond with like maybe a little bit less money. Like that's just the name of the game, just going around being a jackass. Mm. So like that part didn't really sit well with me. I was like, well, like why are we being woke about this video game for a second? Like it's kind of <laughs> weird. Now, hold on. If they had known it was AI, that even raises more questions because I'm like, what if people did know that the NPCs had artificial intelligence and they had feelings and thoughts or whatever and you were like shitting on virtual people's day like virtual right, real right. people you know what i mean right you didn't yeah. have anything to gain gain by playing the game but we're just kind of like stuck there hmm. all kinds of stuff big a. no one thinks to ask these questions <laughs> i'm asking these questions big a. <laughs> but uh anything else what, what, what were some of your likes man I, I liked how how his story came up to uh to amount to uh like a positive message right and how, how like essentially he, he was saying you can't you can be whoever you want uh, to be, mm-hmm. and like that—that that should be your reason to to uh, go past uh, certain ex- expectations that are already set for yourself. Right, and by others too. Yeah, and by because others. Because remember, there was a very pivotal moment uh, when he asked for—he wanted to try something new, and he wanted to try what was it, a cappuccino? Yeah, a cappuccino. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, what? And everyone is like, you're going to get shot. Or like everyone in the in the Yeah, cafe. the tank started turning towards him. Yeah, I, that was a nice that was a, you, it, No, that was a You think thing. like that made sense in the video game? Because I, I felt like that was a little well, what it was, odd. But I understood like what, what they were getting. Like, doing in a video game, that doesn't make sense. But in the context that like they are all latent AI and mm-hmm. he was awaking them by doing that, that made sense. Because remember, mm-hmm. after he asked her that question, she kind of like, broke the matrix so to speak and we're going to talk about that in a second here yeah uh, and now she decided like all the like remember that big rallying moment towards like the third act where like all the npcs like basically went on strike and they had their own hopes and dreams and like wanted to break out of the system mm-hmm. that's kind of like where the impotence of all that started i feel like like where he was just like it was a sparking moment and, like everyone was like woke up that's why mm-hmm. i think they started acting like that because if someone's going against code you're going against protocol right right you know what i mean I understand it's weird and wonky because, like, they're NPCs. They shouldn't be, like, upset that someone didn't say a line correctly. <laughs> but I think the AI has excuses that. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I see what you're saying. I think that's where they were going with that. That's my justification. Um, jumping around. Likes again. Taika Waititi is Anton. We talked about this. The asshole CEO of the game is fantastic. Grubby. Eccentric. It's all about profits and PR above everything else. You love <laughs> to hate him. You hate to love him. IPs and sequels. That's what people want. Like, that, dude, he's freaking <laughs> hilarious. Yeah, he has so oh many funny. God, he has so many lines. Yeah. I, I can't quote them all. Um, dude, the kiss between Guy and uh, Millie's character was mm-hmm. freaking hilarious because it's like a touching moment. They play it up. The cinematography's right. She's like, sure, if you know how to, you know what the button is for that. And then he kisses her and like it just cuts to her IRL and she's like, right. what is going <laughs> on here? <laughs> but then a dislike I have with that is that later when he gets reset, his memory gets reset and he goes back to being an NPC. And she kisses him. I'm like, okay, where's the kiss button? Did you just code that right now? Where did that come from? How do you know how to kiss as a player when that's not a built-in feature? Such yeah. a, it's such a small thing. I just I thought it was hilarious. Yeah, no, and and that goes into my my dislikes is that it kind of didn't really set up the the rules for how the, how the the 
video game sphere like how how all that worked oh, like it didn't it, it didn't set up like boundaries like what i what, think what uh they were and weren't allowed to do i can see how that's a dislike and i think uh i excused it way more because i took the the entire movie my preconception going in was just like okay this was just gonna be like a mindless action fun mm-hmm. and it just kind of so happened to have a deeper message that's the way i took it yeah and when you come to it with that mindset you kind of excuse a lot but i see what you're saying like they were kind of making rules as they went mm-hmm. throughout the film just for the sake of like a narrative, you know what I mean? Yeah. And they did do that, so I can see why that's a gripe. I'm not even disagreeing with you right there. Um, that's some other dislikes is it can be like briefly preachy and political at times, but that's the world we live in. So I was like, whatever, you got to get your <laughs> vegetables in. Um, the ice cream scene was cute as well, but like, why would Millie humor eating virtual ice cream? Like if you're yeah, yeah, that was another thing. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like <laughs> yeah. it's it's just for the sake of the narrative, so the NPC could have like a little date. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um. Another dislike I had was Ryan Reynolds, uh, his improvs, like, like they're just, I don't know. He does it every chance he gets, you know, on any set he's on. And they don't always work. And, like, even at the beginning when it was a harder pill to swallow, I was like, man, he is such a caricature of himself at this point. And we all excuse it. We all love Ryan Reynolds. He can yeah. do no wrong. But I'm just like, some of these aren't hidden. And you know what? No one's brave enough to tell him. Some <laughs> of these lines are just weird. Like, like I think one or two I liked. Like the whole, but one of them, what I liked, it was still weird, was the one in the coffee shop, and he's like something about baby Jesus, and told my oh. dad I was worthy, and I was like, what? What is this? Like, yeah, I didn't understand it. I don't know. Like he was, like the coffee <laughs> was deemed great, or he was deemed great by Jesus. Right. Was, he, he just has to say something interesting. He, he has to say something off, like okay, yeah, 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 like just off key. Yeah, yeah, just yeah. something weird, and like, haha, that's that zany guy. <laughs> that's Ryan. But anyway, um. Unless you have any other likes or dislikes, I'm getting ready to get into this conclusion. Any other things you want to get in there? Um, I thought the the format of the movie was kind of odd too, because they kind of played it like it was a mystery. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Even though, like, we we're supposed to know it's a video game. Everything. The only the only real character who who comes to find that out is is uh, Guy. They play what yeah. is a mystery exactly? The way that like they were revealing the reason behind why he he's. Uh, Having the existential crisis, right, right, right. Uh, why he's uh, now suddenly able to uh, control everything. So, like, they're 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 basically saying that, like, you're basically saying that they kept the whole that he's an AI thing, like, in the back pocket until like the very end, is what you're thinking. So, sort of like, uh, it it didn't it didn't um the con- the contextualization as to why he uh, was suddenly sentient mm-hmm. didn't come until after. They had already presented that he was sent. I see. I don't think it was important until the end. I think that's why they did that. Because if you'll recall, the beginning conflict and the whole reason why that uh, mm-hmm. Millie girl was running around in the game in the first place is that she wanted to prove that her work had been stolen, not because anyone was sentient. That happened to be something that just so happened to work in her favor. Right. As proof. Because yeah. But, but I think um, that not being the main story and, and that not being the opening made, oh. made for a weak opening. I see, I see. That's yeah. the way you see it. Okay. All right. I can respect that. I can respect that. I, I turned my brain off for most of this movie, and rewatching <laughs> it was, was still good. It was just as fun. Um, I, that's my conclusion is that it, Free Guy is fun, and it's like a crowd-pleasing like, mm-hmm. action comedy flick. And, but it also happens to be a little bit more. Um, as I said earlier, the dialogue is very modern. The design of the online world drew inspiration from many games. And it didn't feel like the production team was entirely out of touch with like online culture and all that. It seemed like they did their research quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. For my money. Um, so like, I think they, they knew what their target gra- demographic wanted. 
Um, but it to me, it also felt like a better reboot or like spinoff of like The Matrix, or at least that concept. Yeah, it felt like uh, rewatching re- uh, Resurrections. Yeah, but better. Yeah, but better. <laughs> That's the sad yeah. thing, though. You know what I mean? <laughs> and and it, it also goes back to what Antoine was saying: is that he's a people don't want you know like original ideas they want spin-offs and reboots and it's sad that like there's still that's still very true you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh, there was a lot of facts spit this film um but it's still like a more comical take on like the matrix or like at least that idea and it's modern like i said and it's at times a bit zany we can think we can thank ryan reynolds for that but the conversation they have with buddy and the blue shirt guy like uh, ryan reynolds best friend in the film um, yeah was important uh and i think that was like uh, basically the thesis of this whole film is like existence mm-hmm. and relationships seem to be what the film posits as the point of living and it, it, that makes it a balanced film to me and it feels like it knows what it wants to be the whole time like it, you know it plays up the jokes when it wants and it's it's not allowed to it doesn't it's not afraid to let things be serious like at the end when um the relationship is between millie and the her co-creator that dude i forget his name is not important um <laughs> yeah. like they have that little well, he, he's played by uh joe keery from stranger things as well as well a lot of yeah. stranger things going on in this film um <laughs> Yeah, like I thought all of that was touching and it was enjoyable and it was a good time. You know what I mean? Like it's Yeah, like, yeah. You don't know, if you don't think too hard about it, it was actually a pretty awesome mm-hmm. experience. So I was pretty happy with this guy, uh, with this free guy movie. What about you, Big Apple? Yeah, yeah. I think it was a good time, definitely. All right. Um Mikey. Yeah. What'd you think, Mikey? <laughs> you think it was a good time? He's like, Can we eat now? Yeah, we can go eat. That's our review of Free Guy. Uh thanks for joining us on our new and updated set. Uh, for Media Munchers, I'm Mathian. And I'm Adrian. And we're going to catch you next time.